Hello, hello, Matt. Hello, John. I think it's time for plastic. Why, Future.com. What a variation. That was really good. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. You know, we think it's good. Good morning. Hey, look, should we let the cat out of the bag, Matt? This is an unusual uh, recording that you and I are doing in the morning hours. Is, it, is that something uh, that's a new precedent that we should say, or is just something we're Yeah, because cut? we're so busy now. We have, we have so many things to talk about uh, with Plastic Climate Future. And um, today we're back to the World Biomarkets in The Hague that we've attended, right? Super. Um, some of you might know we partnered up with World Biomarkets and uh, it's, uh, there was an event in May mm -hmm. uh, and we've been lucky to be there actually and uh, talk to some of the innovators directly at the spot and uh, get to know their life impressions from the, from the event. Mm -hmm. And so we had a first part already. Um, we've had, among others, a lot of innovators talking about materials that are sourced from bio-based uh, waste streams, bio-based crop value chains. Uh, very interesting from leather-like materials to precursors. And uh, the overall topic in the end was innovation 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 right? yes yes that's what um, i that's what i felt from it as well matt really it's amazing what's happening in this field of bioeconomy and in the end i think our main guest uh, or our main attraction was to get paul actually the owner of world biomarkets also to talk a bit about his uh yeah, his experiences on, on, on setting up this event and inviting yeah. all the people. Yeah, Paul um, McDonald, yes. Exactly. And today we have the second part, so we still have a couple of interesting people um, and that give us some live impressions. And uh, we will talk about mycelium-based materials, something about digital product passports, and we even have a performance sportswear brand that uh, we got. Ooh. Oh wow! I, I can't wait to hear this. Let's let's yeah. let's get into it. Let's dive directly into it. And the uh, mm -hmm. first one that we spoke to um, is Amira from Spain, actually mm -hmm. from Valencia, Valencia. From the company Aim Plus, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a plastic innovation center. Maybe you know mm -hmm. it. Yes, I I've I know of Aim Plus. I've had some interactions with them, if you will, during my. My, my, my day job. Uh, I mean, a lot of really good work that they do. Very innovative. Uh, indeed. I yeah, can't wait and, to hear. And she talks uh, about especially the, the, the need for interdisciplinary collaboration mm -hmm. in order to develop these material solutions, mm -hmm. bio-based material solutions that can be scaled up and commercialized. Okay. So let's, let's listen in. First day World Biomarkets and uh, now I just came across a very interesting young lady. It's uh, Amira from iPlus. Hi. Hello. Hello everyone. So tell us what are you doing with your company and uh, also why are you here and what did you find interesting so far? Okay. Um, uh, as you said, I'm from iPlus. 
I'm from uh, Food Contact and Packaging Department. And uh, we are also implanting a, a BSA's laboratory based in cell cultures for, uh, the, to study, to validate the new material for food contact. And uh, this is my first day here, also my first year here. So it's very exciting because I didn't expect all this uh, amazing organization. And it's very interesting to, to, to see and to know other companies um, and to meet Plastic Climate Future. Yes, for sure, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, and also to, to to listen to to other colleagues of the sector and uh, and how we are all of us working in a new way uh, of being more um, conscious. Yeah. It's in English, okay, uh, with our planet, okay, because we are we are living in the packaging world. This is like that. We can't do uh, anything to, to solve it. But if we work together to to find new ways to to uh, take materials that uh, they are uh, with us, like the silk, uh, to to develop new materials, I think it's fantastic. You know, to, to connect things that we we didn't expect that they could be together. Yeah. So, what uh, what was the most inspiring? keynote today or talk that you attended? Uh, for me, uh, Kosum was very inspire inspiring, yes. Also, in Silk was very inspiring and uh, uh, Microbiome yeah, was the other micro one. Microbiome, yeah. Yes, they, they were very, very inspiring and I was taking notes for more inspira inspiration and this is very interesting because I think it's, a, it's the best way to, to, to know each other. More than than mailing, the things like that. I think it's better to 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 face with other people and. Uh, yeah, and I think we need this type of collaborations and also the face-to-face -face yes. exchange because, as we discussed just before, we hit the record button um, through these new conversations with partners or people that you wouldn't have met otherwise. You also generate new ideas, right? Yes, exactly. So, tell us about the silk idea. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. It's a secret. Yeah, it's a secret. No, but it's very interesting. But you're gonna tell us in the in the podcast then, maybe, because we're gonna invite maybe. you. Yes. We got. We only invite you for the podcast. <laughs> if, I, if I tell the the, the, the idea. No, oh, but it's also very interesting because maybe I'm just I'm here from my class, but talking with uh, with other people that maybe they do things. Uh, that are very interesting for other colleagues from my class. You know, I was talking with uh, with another company that they are a cluster of bioeconomy in, in France, and they they are doing things for agriculture. So it's an idea that I will take to my colleagues from uh, from agriculture in my class. So it's very interesting because we are all the time like linking with other people, and it's very interesting. Very good. Yeah, then we hope to hear more about it in the full podcast episode. So you're invited. Yes, yes. And uh, till now, enjoy the show. And uh, <laughs> you must go on. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Amira. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow, this was Amira from A Plus, and uh, she actually has her own podcast as well. It's in Spanish, yep. though. Mm -hmm. But uh, we will talk about it more in a separate episode with Amira. Yeah. Not a surprise on. that she would have a podcast. I mean, uh, uh, what, what, a, what a clear 
voice that she has on what she talks about. I mean, also for me, maybe a good opportunity to learn some Spanish. So <laughs> very good. Well, um, the next guest is actually from the U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's Andy Bass, and Andy Bass is uh, one of the founders from Ecovative. And mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who are a bit more into the bio-based alternative materials that can replace fossil-based uh, fossil materials, Ecovative is one of the pioneers in the development of mycelium mm -hmm. materials. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got hold of Andy at the World Biomarkets, and we talked a bit about mycelium actually being a material platform that goes into all kinds of different applications. Yeah, um, wow. Matt, Matt, I mean, I know, I know you've, you've, you've talked before about mycelium. I think also some in your, your day work, you, you have some, some in, engagement and expertise in this. And uh, I hear of it uh, in, in my day job about uh, mycelium as, a, as indeed a new uh, alternative to, to uh, as you said, fossil-based uh, products. Uh, and see it, for example, in the development of uh, uh, flooring applications among, uh, I'm sure, many, many others. So. Yeah, we will we will uh, hear what what kind of applications there are. I think the most interesting one that Andy mentioned is mycelium based bacon. Bacon? Oh my <laughs> goodness! I haven't yeah. thought about being food. Okay, yeah. you know, I heard something about you know uh, astronauts going up to the space station, uh, designing um, dunnage, so so uh, mm -hmm. stuff that protects their their yeah, their yeah, yeah. Um, cargo. Uh, during launch uh, is now made of a material that is actually something that you can eat. So, so maybe this is sounding a similar <laughs> note. Uh, All right, let's listen to Andy. Blast off. Now I'm sitting here with Andy Bass from Ecovative, and some of you already might have heard of Ecovative, and very, very popular because one of the first companies that started commercializing mycelium-based materials. Hi, Andy. Hi. How are you doing? So, did you uh, enjoy the event so far? I know that you gave a keynote, right? Yeah, it, it's been amazing. I think um, being surrounded by individuals who share a common interest in bettering the planet and looking for new solutions, uh, it, it's, it's been amazing to be around these people and learn things and um, get asked some very insightful questions to, you know, further what we're doing uh, for humanity, hopefully. Great. And um, you, what you actually have is kind of a platform, a material platform that can go into different applications. Uh, what was the most surprising, let's say, interested guest that came to you to speak to you? Yeah, so... Um, you know, it's interesting to be able to have big brands approach you and looking at your materials as a solution that they might put into products that are going to reach people around the world. So I think that was probably one of the most uh, exciting things that, that I found at this conference. Great. Um, and uh, just for the, li for, for the listeners, so what kind of applications are you focusing already? So we're making everything from styrofoam alternatives out of mycelium to leather-like materials uh, and also food. So whole-cut plant-based options like bacon. Oh, yeah. I, I've already heard about mycelium also being uh, 
uh, um, universal material that can actually replace, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, or that can be used in almost all life uh, aspects, up to, of course, uh, some uh, inspirational aspects. So we, because it's an explicit content, we cannot talk about it further. <laughs> yeah, but we would be super happy if we can dive into the topics a bit deeper um, and have you on the podcast. Fantastic. I would love that. Looking forward to it. All right. Enjoy uh, the show and uh, see you. Thank you. See you soon. <laughs> So this was Andy, and Andy uh, has has a very interesting profile. You should definitely check him out on LinkedIn, and yeah, we will try yeah. to get hold of him also for another full episode. Ecovative. Let's everyone remember that. Yeah, ecovative. I like that term. Yeah. Now coming back to uh, bio-based uh, feedstock, or actually bio-based precursors, I mm -hmm. got hold of another guest from. The U.S. from Chicago. Hope, and it was Rusty, and uh, Rusty is from DMC Bio, and mm -hmm. they developed the unique fermentation technology that produces bio-based chemicals in the end. And uh, here you also see how diverse the world biomarkets were in terms of representing all stakeholders in the entire value chain. And Rusty is someone who told us a lot about also the differences in uh, yeah, bioeconomy, commercialization, and growth of bio-based solutions between especially the U.S. and Europe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hearing Rusty. Uh, I, I got to listen to this uh, before uh, in, in the earlier recordings. I can't wait to hear him. Uh, you know, Chicago is 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 uh, is known as the windy city, of course, but it's also known as the city that works. And so, so it's kind of kind of cool just uh, for me to think of that, and 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 the, the fact that he's working with fermentation technology, something close to uh, to to, uh, to to my experiences in, in the past. So, let's listen in. Yeah, I'm sitting here now with uh, Rusty from DMC Technologies. Rusty came from Chicago. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe you tell us what is DMC Technologies doing and uh, what was your motivation to show up here in The Hague? Okay, great. So uh, yeah, DMC Bio, we have a unique fermentation technology, which really is a, a step change for um, fermentation and now enabling a more efficient um, way to ferment and a more efficient and, and scalable uh, process. And, and I'm here to reach out to other companies, um, uh, many in Europe, um, to identify collaboration partners that are interested in, in leveraging our, our technology or, or partnering with us in, in some way, I think, to be successful um, as, a, uh, as a relatively small company um, with ag aggressive goals and ambitions to really uh, help change the trajectory of global warming, I think it's really necessary to um, to, to partner with, with other companies and leverage strengths um, of both companies, yeah. Uh, do you see any differences between uh, bioeconomy innovation between Europe and and US? Yeah, I mean, Europe has generally led in, in the bioeconomy um, for a number of reasons, um, but, the, but the US is catching up. Um, uh, I, I would say... Um, both have good markets, um, 
but um, definitely um, the U.S. Uh, sorry, Europe has has led, and so um, uh, the U.S. is um, quickly trying to catch up. There was some recent. Um, um, funding initiatives that rolled out of the Biden administration, which is really going to support the bioeconomy. We're still trying to figure out exactly how that's going to translate into what specific opportunities. So we're watching that closely, and I think that will help um, on the funding side. And um, um, but yeah, Europe has a very um, progressive um, approach. Okay. Yeah. And what was the most inspiring keynote today? Did you attend any? Um, you know, I really like to learn about Amsilk. Oh, yeah. To me, it was very fascinating. I hadn't heard that story. Um, and it's just um, very tangible because, you know, they're making silk that can go into a lot of different, um, through fermentation, that can go into a lot of different applications. Um, so that was very, um, very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I actually live in the city where uh, Amsilk was developed in Bayreuth. Oh, Germany, really? yeah, oh, really. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a really cool story. I, I, I thought it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It yeah. was. Um, I think um, stories like that go a long way towards um, communicating the bioeconomy in a tangible way. Um, and uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, and I hope uh, we can uh, dive deeper into some more topics, also regarding uh, your technologies, in a podcast episode. Great. Happy to do that. As said before, we we have such a diverse spectrum of stakeholders representing the entire in sector, and. Uh, the next one is another proof how many building blocks we need to actually yeah, bring this bioeconomy forward and uh, help to commercialize the bioeconomy solutions. Because if someone from our dear friends from Circularize from the Netherlands, some of you might already know them from our podcast as well, because we've been talking with Mespa, we've been talking with Phil and mm -hmm. uh, Brian. Mm -hmm already and uh, this time Robin was there Robin. and uh, she talks a bit about uh, the importance of data being yeah one of the key puzzle pieces in order to close the loop but also help to communicate and prove actually the bio-based aspects and origins transparently in order to help the entire value chain work together. One keyword, yeah. digital product passport. Digital product passports. I mean, that's really, really a key term these days. I, I hear it a lot uh, here and there. And, and circularize. I mean, um, I, I sometimes make the joke, Matt, about, you know, circularity, turning circularity from a consultant's buzzword to an implemented reality. Yeah. Uh, and I gave a presentation a few months ago in my day job where I, at the end, I asked everyone, how many circles did you see in my presentation? <laughs> uh, you know, so I have fun with this. Circularize, I mean, they are a, a part of that, turning circularity into an implemented reality. My goodness, you see it in, in all parts of, of, of the, uh, in, in, in our case, the plastics value chain, uh, be it biomaterials, be it uh, other aspects of, of, of uh, increasing circularity. It's, it's good to see them, good to have them here. Looking forward to listening. Let's go. So I'm sitting here at the World Biomarkets with Robin. Robin from Circularize. <laughs> and who already knows Circularize knows what they're doing, but maybe Robin 
for those who don't know it, what is Circularize doing? Circularize, in essence, provides a software in which you can trace back products and uh, down the supply chain and, in essence, create digital product passports at the end of it. Right. And uh, we've already talked with uh, Mespa, with Phil, and we, we had Brian. Um, today, Robin, uh, you're the new voice for us <laughs> from Circularize. Uh, what is your role at Circularize? I'm part of the business development team within Circularize. And I've been with the company for almost a year now. And we're definitely looking to grow, starting new partnerships and um, also moving towards the commercialization phase. That's a good keyword, commercialization of the bioeconomy. That's kind of the theme here of World Biomarkets. What, uh, where do you see the role of Circularize um, in the bioeconomy? So the way that I see it, a lot of the people that are here in the bio um, market, they are very much at the beginning of the supply chain. And how do they communicate then at the end to the customers, to the consumers, that this product is really um, made from, well, bio-based products. And this is something where Circularize and digital traceability comes in because you can trace it from the beginning until the end. It's blockchain-based, so these records are immutable in essence. And <laughs> um, Very good answer. I think I, I, I wouldn't be able to, to paraphrase it in a better way. So. Uh, What was the most inspiring thing today? So any keynote that was interesting or any meetings that you had that were, uh, yeah, prospectful? Yeah, there was one that was uh, very interesting regarding the um, FDRA, I think it was. Um, so footwear. Uh -huh. And there was also Tommy Hilfiger, um, well, representative of Tommy Hilfiger talking there in an essence, but is really something what, we at Circularize also see, or what they talked about is the complexity of the supply chain yeah. and really the amount of materials that go into something as simple, you would say, as a shoe. And this is just something that really stood out and something where I could really recognize the, uh, the challenges that we face. Great. Thanks a lot. Um, is there any uh, insights that uh, you can take home because I think bioeconomy, bio-based um, materials was, is not yet the focus of, of your activities or have you already been working in this field actively? Absolutely. Uh, we are working in this field, especially, so one hand we have the traceability aspect, but we ah, also have yeah. the ICC Plus where we created a bookkeeping software in order to facilitate this whole process and automate it uh, internally within the company. And for those of you that know the ICC, know that there are circular, biocircular, and bio products. So we have very much been in contact with um, bio-based products in the past. Wow, now I learned something as well. Thanks. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> was definitely worth uh, to come here for me as well. A great learning experience. Um, yeah, thanks, Robin, for, for the short uh, impulse and i uh, hope you're going to enjoy the show and then we'll see us soon thanks so much matt thanks for having me yeah and finally after robin i had the pleasure to talk as i already mentioned before to someone 
from the sportswear sector. Specifically, mm -hmm. it was Niels from Switzerland, Niels. and he is from the company On Running. You might have heard of them, seen their innovative shoes that they have developed years ago, and now are a growing brand, um, calling themselves actually performance sportswear brand. And mm -hmm. I spoke with Niels and asked him, why is a performance sportswear brand coming to an event like the World Biomarket? What was his answer? Well, you have to listen in to get the answer. Okay. <laughs> I'm all ears. You know, on running, I mean, uh, back in the day, I, I was a big recreational runner, you know, 60, 70 kilometers a week. Very, not fast, but that it was part of my way of staying a little bit more centered and balanced. So, uh, so whenever someone says running, I think, whoa, it reminds me of all kinds of good memories. I can't wait to hear what he has to say and, and, and listen to uh, his, his take on circularity and sustainability in the, uh, let's call it the bioeconomy. Right. Let's listen in. Slowly coming to the end of the first day at the World Biomarkets, I got hold of Niels from On Running. Hi, Niels. Hello. Niels, uh, probably most of the listeners know what is On Running doing. Uh, why is a brand like On attending an event which focuses a lot on materials? Hey, we, we are a performance sportswear brand and um, we want to take responsibility for what we produce and do not only want to bring the fun into the movement, but we want to also maintain our planet. And therefore we want to move away from fossil resources and could there be a better place in the world biomarket <laughs> to find the right partners for that? Paul will love it. <laughs> no, definitely not. That's why we are here also. Um, what was the most inspiring, uh, yeah, either discussion at your booth or uh, keynote that you've heard today? Uh, definitely the, I mean, I don't want to now name different partners. Nevertheless, <laughs> the, ex, the general exchange of different levels with suppliers, but yeah. also and especially other brands. Yeah, we are, we are a performance brand and let's say on the track in the competition when it's about performance marathon running, we are of course competitors. Yeah. But in the game of sustainability, we are one team. Yeah. So he has no competition, so we only can do it together. And this is very inspiring hearing that so many brands want to partner up to make an impact. Yeah. Beautifully said, I think. Um, one last question. Uh, any material innovation that uh, surprised you or that you find disruptive that you've seen here? Yes, definitely surprising and disruptive. <laughs> but I mean, we are an innovation, right? <laughs> I cannot now uh, give insight into our, our deep strategy. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned and see what is coming up in the next one and a half years. Perfectly said. And uh, we're going to dive deeper into these uh, topics, maybe in a podcast. Thanks, Niels. Yes, thank you a lot. Looking forward. Yeah, so that was it. Um, these were a couple of live impressions that we had from the World Biomarkets event. Um, great selection, actually, of stakeholders from the entire value chain that... that uh, I was able to meet there and I think uh, this represents also the quality of the event. And right. I think what we can close with 
this episode is with the last statement from Niels, who says, in the game of sustainability, we are one team, right? Oh, wow. So true. So true. That's what we should be. And that's how we, that's how we will truly move, uh, move the things forward. So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So now we're looking forward to all these separate episodes that we will have now with these guests that you've heard here, but also some others that uh, we were, we had the pleasure to meet in The Hague. And uh, we're looking forward to, yeah, report on the progress in the bioeconomy. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.